What is going on, you amazing, magical soul warriors? Welcome to this second installment of this new little series that I'm doing while I'm figuring out season six of the Recovery Soul Food Podcast. And this is this week's message of healing messages for the week. Just a little something, inspiration, information, a little motivation to maybe help you through anything you're going through now, what you might be going through this coming up week. And hopefully it can help change your recovery and your healing path for the better. Everything I share here is stuff that I move through in my own life, work through, learn, and have tried and tested for myself. So I hope by giving that to any of you that you would be able to find something and resonate here. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to talk about tonight something that might be a little controversial, but if you stick around, you'll understand why. And the title of tonight's uh, message is Positive Thinking Won't Keep You Sober. There's a reason I'm saying that. We're going to get deeper into it because, you know, positive thinking, while, while it's so much better than negative thinking, there is a whole difference. You know, recovery is not just about counting the days. Very early on for me, I figured out that, you know, I was not growing by just counting days. It was less about how many days I could get without using my coping mechanism and more about who I wanted to become. I had seen the worst of me and I had intended and destined myself to see the best of me. And so it took a heck of a lot more than positive thinking. And with all of the conversation that has become very, very popular right now in these times, we're getting watered down with positive thinking. And a lot of times what's happening is we're trying to utilize just the positive thinking and it's hitting these brick walls because it's less about necessarily what you just think about and more about what you be with, how you become. And that's what we're working on in a recovery journey. We're not necessarily a clean and sober journey. We're in a recovery journey, which is healing, which is not about just taming that lion of addiction, but it's about slaying that lion of addiction so that you're not always looking over your shoulder for your next big trigger, for your next big thing that's going to take you out and take you back down to counting all your days. I stopped counting my days for the most part very early. I went from really counting days and just, you know, counting years at that time and, and even now, but I had to get away from just the days, counting the days. I had to become something different. And so that's exactly what I want to talk about tonight. We're going to go deeper than positive thinking. I want to give you an exercise that will take three minutes out of your day and will begin to start to change you from the inside out and it will begin to help you heal. It's going to change so many mechanisms and chemistry in your body that it's going to, if you commit to it and you do it and know that you're worth it, then it's going to change your life. I promise you it's changed mine. But in the meantime, before we get into that, let's get into my friend Pamela Topchian's amazing book, I Didn't Come This Far to Only Come This Far, available at Amazon.com forward slash Pamela M. Topchian. She has a whole lot of other original art journals and so many different things over there. She's made this book, this amazing heroine journey book, this survival book, this beautiful resource affordable for everybody. So jump over to Amazon and get your copy of Pamela Topchian's amazing book. I love her. She's a great, great part of our 
Recovery Soul Food family. She is absolutely a part of my family. She is my soul sister, and I am grateful for her, and I'm grateful for all of you. Hey, if you like what we do here, any of that, this that Recovery Soul Food does, you can actually help us keep going and growing in this new year by going to anchor.fm forward slash recovery soul food and click on that support button, and you can help this podcast keep going and keep growing. But, you know, guys, I, this is something that has just been, well, if you've been here long enough, if you're new here, welcome. Thanks for being here. This is a healing, healing, healing place. All right. So you're you're amazingly welcome here. And for all of you that are returning, what do you think and what do you know and remember that my favorite life-changing subject is dun, 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 gratitude. Gratitude changes your life, not in the way that we're talking about with positive thinking. This is a different exercise. And I want to tell you that I've gotten I've gotten kind of it's been a strange mixed up year of healing for me this year. Been really, really I've gone way away from some of the things that I found great comfort in and great change in in the very beginning. And I had to shake some things up this year. And so for a lot of the year, I got so overwhelmed with just. I mean, this is my last year in this healing cycle. This has been a 15-year journey. It is coming to an energetic end um, very soon. So it's like all the lessons that are left over from these past 15 years are being crammed into this last stretch. And so this year has been really wild. It's been wild for a lot of us, been wild for the human collective. Um, And that's why we need healing more than ever. And we need people that are healing within themselves as that heals out into the energy of all of humanity. We truly are just one. We are just mirroring each other and we are are we are being shown each and every day where there is work to be done within ourselves. And so it's been that kind of year. And I noticed that I've been super disconnected, not necessarily spiritually disconnected, but disconnected from my practices this past year. And even people around me have noticed. I mean, even my mom said, you know, when we were moving, I had just these totes and totes of journals. And my mom even made mention, you know, you haven't seen you do a lot of journaling this year. And she's right. I haven't done a lot of journaling this year. And so we have this system in our brain and most of you on a healing journey or, or, you know, in some cognitive behavior therapy have heard of this term. It's this, this part of our brain called the reticular activating system and they call it RAS for short. And basically what our reticular activating system does is it collects data from what we give our attention to the most mixed with emotion, whether it be positive or negative. You know, that's why we keep seeing the same circumstances coming around and around and around again in our lives, because that reticular activating system, what it's doing is collecting data from your nervous system, it's collecting data from your environment, it's collecting data from your mind, it's collecting data from your spirit, and it's putting together this personalized experience just for you, for me, for all of us. You know, it's that same thing like, you know, when you buy a car and you've never really seen that car, but all of a sudden you're seeing that car everywhere, that's the reticular activating system at work. It's easy to recognize in places like that, very external things, but sometimes it's harder to recognize when it lives within us and it's very subconscious and we're not even aware that this is even a part of us. 
for the longest part, the first two, three years of my recovery journey, I was completely unaware that I had trained myself to think and react in and, and, and focus on certain things in a way that that was my whole experience. And I had no idea that I could change it. I thought you got what you got and life sucked and I had screwed it all up and I'd made too many mistakes to ever see the best of me. And it was just going to be a drudging journey. You know, it makes me think about, it makes me think about, and I, and I wrote this down today because when I was meditating on, on what to even come to you guys with to bring you guys bring to you guys I was meditating on this and so when I'm meditating I usually try to write down some notes if they come through and it made me start to think about our you know how our how we've set up our habits of thought and our habits of being and how it affects our self-esteem so much because when we continuously keep going through problem after problem after problem because that is what we focus upon Always reminds me of the five and cup, five of cups. If you know anything about astrology or tarot or anything like that, there's this there's this card that's called the five of cups. And basically, what it is is there's these five cups, and there's three of them that are full. I think it's either that or it's opposite. Either two are full and three are dumped over. But either way, the person on this on this card is is staring very heartbrokenly at those empty cups, and they're failing to see the blessings that and the abundance that is there around them and see we've been trained so much so much as a society especially as a consumer society to gauge our esteem and our worth on the things we can get or the life that we lead or how easy or hard it is or what we believe success or failure is. We do this in the recovery community as well because we start to do that where we just build everything on these consecutive sober days. And then what happens when it gets overwhelming or something comes crashing down or, or, or a belief system that we have is exposed that it doesn't really matter if you have all of this money or you have all of this success or you have all of these days. You can still be triggered and life can still take these things out from us. And so when we we it, it works on our self-esteem in the ways that when you continuously feel like you stay beat down, you have no real feeling of worth. And that's when we reach out for uh, addictions and to soothe us, when we reach out for things to meet our basic human needs. And one of them is worth needing to feel valid in the world. And, you know, there, there are several others. Y'all know in the early part of my journey, I was a huge, huge Anthony Robbins fan and, and still am. I do some of those processes today because what he talks about is so very true. When you change your state of being, you change your physicality, your, your psychology changes as well. And that's what we're trying to do here. I do not want to keep running from the lion of addiction. I don't want to always be looking over my shoulder. I want to do what it takes inside of me to get to a place where I have completely refocused my entire experience where I've changed my reticular activating system so much and my internal belief system so much that there's nothing that I cannot accomplish. And when we go through hard things, my friends, that is when we begin to build self-esteem. And there's a reason it says self in front of it, because it is an inside job. Self-esteem is an inside job. Now, when it's torn down, 
from when we're children are never built up, then, you know, we really have to work harder to begin to build that. But self-esteem comes when we do hard things and we get to the other side. And, and, and I noticed this so much in the early parts of my journey that that when I stopped just trying to fight those triggers, when I stopped trying to white knuckle through those triggers, I learned how to, to see them in a different light. When I learned to ask them questions, that I started to learn how to move through them. And for each one of those things that I, I did, I built more strength within me. I built more power in the place of self-esteem. And, and I come to you tonight and, and I talk to you about, you know, how positive thinking alone will not keep you sober is because there is an intense biochemical change when we spend time in true gratitude. Now, positive thinking will tell you to make you a gratitude list, write your stuff down on your gratitude list. But if you're just writing stuff to be writing stuff, you're only fulfilling yourself for one for one minute. You're only fulfilling yourself for the moment that you write those things down. But if you never make a true, honest, deeper connection with those things and put yourself back into that state of being to really experience that, you're not even really priming your brain to change that RAS system. Because the more you spend time looking at the things in your life, even if you can't look at what's there right now, and be grateful. If you're going through so much right now and you can't be grateful about right now, is there a time in your past that you could immerse yourself back into the feeling of and find gratitude in that? Is there a pet? Is there a person? Is there a moment? I, 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 I shudder to say person because a lot of times when we put our when we put all of that into a person, especially if it's a relationship, it can damage itself really, really bad. It can it can almost slip us over into a different toxic behavior. But if you can be grateful, like I'm so grateful for my grandparents. I'm just like I can I can put myself into pure gratitude, especially since I have a perspective to have seen life and me through their eyes during that time and to know that that they walk with me and so I can be really grateful for that. And the exercise I was talking to you about in the beginning in this video is there if you can take three minutes, three minutes of your life, you can change your life, you can change your state of being, you can change your body, chem your chemistry, you can change your health, your wealth, your happiness, and most of all, your healing and your recovery. If you take three minutes and get three things, what are three moments, three happenings, three whatever, whatever it is, and spend one minute each really focusing and immersing yourself, fully feeling this, just completely engulfed in that gratitude for that moment. I know that you have three minutes. I know that I have three minutes. Now, that RAS in our brain that usually says, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to meditate for 10 minutes. I cannot, I'm not, you know, I'm never going to sit in a dark cave somewhere and meditate for four days straight and fast and all that. That's not me. I'm not that one. I get that. But we all can take three minutes to truly change our hearts and our lives. We change our perception. We change the way we experience life. And that's what recovery is. 
that will always, always, always. Clean and sober is an amazing part of recovery. It's, it's, it's a vital aspect of recovery, that clean and sober part. But that's almost like what we're talking about, the difference between just positive thinking and positive being is. Clean and sober is a positive, positive thing to be, and it's a beautiful step. But if it's never mixed with that positive being, then your life never truly, truly changes. It makes me think about, you know, medication-assisted treatment. And, you know, medication-assisted treatment can be truly, truly life-changing and recovery-enhancing, and it can really help. I mean, it it helped me so much. And I was a person who both abused it and then used it as I feel like it was truly meant to be used. And I had to, I had to exert a whole lot and retrain myself and have a whole lot of discipline when it came to knowing that I needed, you know, 10 years ago to go back to MAT just because I needed to get my physical under control so that I could then work on my head and my heart. And I was thinking about it today and I was thinking about MAT and its complexity and how useful it is when it is responsibly done and, 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 you know, connected with some cognitive behavior, some, some healing. I mean, don't just depend on your program to give you everything you need. These are the needs that'll save your life. You got to get them from everywhere, pull them from everywhere, podcasts, books, your, your program, your, you know, everything. But I started thinking about what an asset it can truly be. You know, when, when amateur acrobats train, and, and they don't know anything and they're novices, you know, they got to get up there and start to train. At some point they train close to the ground and then they start going up and they have this amazing safety net. And there are two things that happen with MAT. We either get dropped down into the safety net and we stay there and get comfortable and just stay there for the rest of our lives. And we never truly change our lives. It's regardless of whether you're on the medicine for the rest of your life. That's not the point. The point is, does your life stay the same? You're just now in a more stabilized, you know, place of MAT. Or do you utilize that safety net to continue to train until so that you can learn to have the skills that are going to save your life. I mean, acrobats put those those uh, safety nets there because inevitably they're going to fall while they're practicing and those safety nets save their lives. And so if we utilize that tool as a, a safety net while we learn how to truly save our lives by becoming and, and, and really diving into that healing, which is going to be hard, and yet building self-esteem by all the courage and by all the bravery that it took for you to be the first to do this, for you to be the one to step into this. Because let's just face it, recovery comes with major, major identity crises. It does. We don't know who we are most of the time when we come from active addiction into clean and sober recovery. 
We have no idea who to be, and it's very, very scary, and it's very hard to let go of those old states of being, those old uh, 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 trained mind, our old habits of mind, our habits of thought, our habits, physical habits. I mean, my gosh, I remember it took me almost a year to stop shoplifting things, you know? I mean, there was so much that had become so just trained within me that I was operating basically on memory and nervous system. I was not in control of my shit. But by starting your day with that three minutes, that three minute exercise, you can begin at that point just to begin to start taking more control over what you see what you experience, who you are, who you become, because you cannot be depressed and fearful and angry and grateful. You can't. In that moment, you are one or the other. And when we're staying in a state of depression, especially in recovery, it's because our soul is asking for this next evolution. It is asking to see what we become. It is asking us not to live within the past because the past can choke us to death. It can choke off our healing. It can choke off our recovery. It can choke off our self-esteem. And when we're constantly reliving that, we have to understand that that is, we have trained our system to do that. And by starting this one exercise, you begin little by little to change the entire trajectory of your life and the entire biochemistry of your body. Because the better you are in your mind and your spirit, the better you are in your body. And for, I don't know about y'all, but I spent 22 years out there just straight up poisoning myself and my body. And I am so grateful to be in this good a shape for my age and experience. And I have to attribute a lot of that to moving past my anger. And it's still an ongoing journey. We're always in a state of evolving. But I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to make this this year the most magical and amazing year that I've ever had. Regardless of what happens, I want to be calm in the storm. I want to be peaceful and know that my intentions are always to continue to walk forward. And that is paying off. And it's up to me whether I choose to recognize where it's paying off or recognize where things go wrong. I'm going to give you guys a great example right now. My phone was stolen from me right in front of me on Thursday in the, in the morning, almost mid-morning, about 11 o'clock. And there were so many choices that I had. Anger. I felt violated. I felt, you know, just just... It, my trust was wounded. I mean, it was just so much. And at the same time, I had this deep knowing like it was just going to be it was going to be OK. And that at the end of the day, it was a phone and that if it went missing and this was the way it was supposed to happen and I was supposed to get it back, I would. And if I wasn't, I wasn't. 
And that has come with a lot of what I'm talking to you about now. That has come with a lot of work, a lot of focus, a lot of redisciplining disciplining my mind and my brain. And all of that has started within something that felt tragic. I didn't really begin to do that work until I lost somebody at, for, the, for the moment that I loved more than life. You know, I noticed that when my anger started really driving my family, my son especially, away from me, I knew that I had to change that. And I wasn't going to let his leaving home early. I wasn't going to let that be in vain. I wasn't just going to be mad and angry and bitter about all of that. And I wasn't going to continue to be mad, angry, and bitter in my life. I was going to take that as an opportunity because I think that's the greatest way to rectify something in a relationship is heal that part that really harms that relationship and harmed yourself. And my anger was harming me and it was harming the people that I loved the most. And so I took that tragedy and that opportunity to really begin to work on what was important to me at the end of the day. Was it more important to be right or or what I thought was right? Or was it more important to look at the, the gratitude that I had, to look at the family that I had, to look at all that I had? Because it's very easy for us to get caught in the loop of survival, especially now in times of inflation and in times where prices are higher than we've probably seen in our generation, where the, the state of our world is very uncertain. It is very hard to disconnect yourself from that and bring yourself into a place of knowing. But the more of us that do this work and the more of us that, that, that change ourselves the more that really moves out into the world. And the world needs us right now, all of us, all of us. <clears throat> For those of us in a recovery setting, this is our jam. This is what we're doing. Healing's what we're doing. So we know this. And I've been telling you guys for six years now that the recovery community was called for something greater for a time such as this. And even those we've lost play a, a tremendous purpose in this, in the absolute true like desperation of all of this. So this is what we know. So COVID activated, activated us. I probably shouldn't have said that. Somebody will take a video down. It activated us. I felt us be activated in that time. And this is what we're called to do now because we're going to help humanity as a whole shift into this new space, this new time, this new journey for all of us collectively and all of us individually. This is your time. This is your time. And I'm telling you, all the work you've been putting in feels frustrating. You don't feel like you've seen a whole lot of results, especially this past year. You started to ask your questions, you know, is this even worth it? Am I doing this right? Do, do I even need to go on? You, you've, you've probably done that with some of you've done that with your life. You've questioned whether it's worth living. Some of you've lost huge relationships that are just life shaking. I mean, we have really been through it. And I want to just give you that that ounce, that, that spark of hope that this is your time. This is your year. 
You can't go through all of that and not have it come back around to enhance your life. So keep going. Keep growing. Keep getting back up. Keep going deeper. Keep sitting through hard things. Keep on top of your practices. And I'm going to be with you this year. I'm going to hold myself just as accountable. We'll hold each other accountable. I'm doing my three minutes. So if I put something up and say hashtag three minutes, respond with hashtag three minutes. Okay, because we're going to do this. And together, we're going to heal. And together, we're going to help heal each other and the world. And that's what we're going to do. And that's why positive thinking alone will not keep you sober. Let's mix it up. Mix it with some emotion. For those of you that might be joining late, our three-minute practice is connect for one minute each with three moments in your life or things in your life, people, circumstances in your life that you can spend one minute immersed in gratitude every morning. And don't let yourself not do this. It will change your life. You will slowly retrain your reticular activating system, your body chemistry, and everything. And you can do this. You're worth three minutes, and you got it. All right, I'm going to say some hellos real quick. What's up, Joe Potosi? If you don't know, Joe's book is When the Dust Settled. It has won amazing awards. He's an amazing author, and he's got one heck of a story. And Joe and I did a couple episodes together in season four. And so I urge you to go back on YouTube and check those out. Joe is an amazing survivor. And so pick that book up. You can get it on Amazon too. What's up, Alexis? It does feel good to contribute. You know, Wednesday, this past Wednesday was my birthday and I turned 50 years old. And I had this moment where um, uh, about a week ago, um, one of our news uh, papers in town, one of the newspapers for the larger city that I live next to, had interviewed me for some type of story they're doing on recovery and resources and different things. And so on my 50th birthday, I was in a photo shoot for a cover story in the Star News. And I started thinking back and I thought on my 25th birthday, I overdosed and ended up being in a two-week coma. On my 30th birthday, I was so depressed that I took an overdose of pills and, and told my family goodbye and, and had gotten so tired that I could not go on. And on my 50th birthday, here I get to stand, giving back to the world, giving back to humanity, giving back to the community. And it was a surreal moment and something that just made me really choke up from from my soul and my gut to just be standing in that moment and immersed in that moment. Me too. Ah, me too, Alexis, and thank you. Yes, that we need that spark. We need that spark. It has been a tough year. It's been very easy to get off of your, you know, out of the practices. And I know for me, you know, it's like any, it's almost like long-term relationships and recovery, I guess, is a long-term relationship with ourselves. And it's like those long-term relationships. At some point it might get mundane and we've got to start throwing some spark back in there, but I've needed some spark too. And, 
this year. It's it's just been a lot. And coming to the end of this cycle for me is is it's like it's intense, man. The pile driver's on. But at the same time, it's balancing out with some really amazing blessings. So that's where I'm working from too. What is up, Stacy Hatton? Good to see you, my friend. Jimmy! What's up, Jimmy? So happy to see you guys. Man, thanks, Alexis. You're so chatty here. I love it. I got so lost in school, moving, just life, got lazy with self-care, and just started to dive back in. Yes, 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 yes. I feel you. I feel you. It just seems like it's been really, really overwhelming. Like when stuff comes, it just all tries to come at once, and you'll end like, you'll kind of come out of one one little life happening, and boom, something else in there, and you're just like, ah, I need a break, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Man, for anyone else that I can't see who might be watching, thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys for allowing me to, to stay in the groove here and to give back while we're doing something different with Recovery Soul Food. And thanks for helping us grow our channel. Um, you know, we just just to think about that people in, in completely different countries all over the world actually can sit here with us and and be in this space is just mind-blowing and heart-filling for me. So I thank you guys so much for all your support. I really, really do. And I'm doing some things for season six. I want to bring you something different, but in this, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even say all that I want to do. I don't, I'm not real clear on it, but I do want to go into some deeper places of healing, some of the places where we don't really talk enough about the addiction and recovery process, even in, in, in overeating. And so I've got a lot of different experts in those areas lined up, a lot of good inspirational people lined up in some of those areas, some different areas in recovery, because I don't know about y'all, but I'm like, like that disease of addiction lives deep within me. So I can get really lost in other things other than substance. You know, I always, I know about myself that I could be a gambling addict so fast. You know what I mean? Like I could get way out of control with something like that. So I really like looking at these subjects because the substance, that's just a symptom, you know, of those much deeper issues. And if we never focus on anything else other than that, it's always going to be waiting on us. It's always going to be waiting on us. So I hope you guys have the most amazing week. Thank you for the happy birthdays. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy. I appreciate you. Thank you, mom. My mom's here. Thank you so much. I love you too. So much. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that. It's great to see you here, man. It has been an amazing, blessed time to see so many of you all here. Stacy, Alexis, I saw you last week, and Carrie now seeing Carrie. Oh, you guys are amazing. Joe, my mom, everybody, just amazing. And I am really, really grateful for you. Thank you for letting me do this. It really fills my heart. It's only it, it brings me joy, and I appreciate you so much. So until next week. Oh, guess what? Tomorrow night. 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern, the Recovery Revolution Live team, us misfits are getting back together. So come over and join us for that on Recovery Revolution Live page. Again, 6.30 Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be fun. Everybody, the whole gang's there. JR, Jason, Brett, Ashley, and myself. So I hope you guys will come and join us and show some love and support over there. I'm looking forward to getting back up with those guys. I miss them all and I miss you all. And so 
I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for watching and do all the things, the like, share, subscribe, and all the stuff that helps us keep going and growing. I love you. Until next week, see you later. Bye.